Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon. Dale's having a giggle. It's just the way you present it. Really? What, pure enthusiasm for the craft? You just sound like it's just so painful for you. Really? Trying to get the next word out. Yeah, it is painful sometimes. How are you, Matt? Are you in pain? Uh, no, I'm feeling pretty fine. Oh, good. I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, you're the only weird one here today. Uh, really? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Hmm. Well, today was it, you insinuating other people that would usually be on this podcast are weird. Yeah, who would that be? Uh, is it easy answer to say me? <laughs> oh, but you are right, huh? Anyway, this is we don't normally say a number, but this is podcast four hundred eighty-seven. Yeah, bloody. That hell. means in thirteen, actually fourteen weeks, because mm. things happen. Podcast five hundred will be happening. What? Oh, that's no one one, told you. No one told you. Didn't know that was coming up. Pure maths. That's how that works. On Friday, the 16th of August, Mm. save the date. Yeah. It's in London. It's in London. Mm -hmm. It will be an evening extravaganza. Wow. Live entertainment. The biggest show we've ever tried to put together. Although, technically, too much. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's going to be absolutely magical. Um, Yeah. Basically, Friday, 16th of August. Save the date in the evening. Save that date. Yeah, we'll I imagine. You, yeah, we'll give you more information as well when we get closer to yeah. it. But for now, just make sure you save that date in London and be prepared to come to London if you yeah. want to come. If you want to come, I'm sorry if you've put your summer holiday then, but <laughs> it's not I mean, my London, fault. London's a nice summer break, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess <laughs> good all year round if you like lots and lots of people. Yeah, but uh, do you know who else likes lots and lots of people? The the predator. <laughs> Does he? He Do- likes hunting them. Because he, he doesn't like hanging just, out with them, right? He's not yeah. just like props He's a party the person, the Predator. He loves it. Also, not just any people, like specific people. Ones that he considers to be worthwhile prey. Yeah. He yeah. just loves... He, he, if you've not Predator gun, by name, Predator by nature. If you've not got a gun, he's not going to murk you. Yeah. Anyway. That. That's his rule. It turns That's out a, predator, rule, like a predator game has been announced. And Predator Hunting Grounds, I believe it's called. Yeah. Last night, in fact. It was during the Sony uh, State of Play. They yeah. called it. it was the second one, right? I know that. I mean, I'm up for this game because A, it looks good, and B, Predator. So, bang in. What more do you need? But I know Dale in particular. This is combined two loves of yours in this world. Well, yeah, it's made by Ilphonic. Is it Ilphonic or Ilphonics? Do you know? Let's say Ilphonic. Have a guess. It's probably wrong. Yeah. Uh, but they're the guys that made the Friday the 13th game. And I, I don't know if I've stated before in the podcast, I fucking love that game. You love, I love it. Everything, all the jank. I love all of it. <laughs> like you said earlier, you made a valid point. Like, I don't know if this game can have the jank. And no, get away I feel with like it. this game, like the Predator is a pretty smooth dude. You can't have him like <laughs> glitching around the map. I know it, he can go invisible. You can't yeah. just claim, oh, he's used his cloaking if he just goes invisible for a minute. Yeah, you know? it, it's not going to work. Like, lent itself to the cheesiness of Friday the 13th anyway. And just like, you know, all the ridiculous deaths. When it glitched out, it just made it funnier, you know. But, but with a Predator game, I'd like it to be a little bit more serious in that regard and smoother experience. But the idea of running around a jungle trying to complete missions and then a predator's hunting you at the same time yeah. sounds because when i watch the trailer i thought oh it looks like an evolve type scenario it's like maybe three or four players as soldiers and then the predator and it's just whoever kills each other first but it seems like it's more mission driven than the predator's trying to basically stop you from completing so, yeah, so what, what you're doing so what i gathered you, you, you if you're like the marine guys you're you've got another mission that you've got to complete and the predator the person who's chosen as predator he can hunt you down but you're not actively hunting him mm. which i think like 
lends itself to the fiction of Predator anyway. You know, well, I suppose later in the films they do tend to hunt it down, but yeah. but it starts off of them just trying to survive from him. Yeah, I, I find that way more appealing because mm. I, I quite liked Evolve for as long as it lasted, which seemed to be all like two weeks, six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously that is you're a group of trappers, right? Like going out to defeat that creature. Yeah. Whereas the idea of that there's a, effectively a military shooter game to be played, but you've got someone that's trying to fuck it up for another team. Yeah. That that sounds great. I'm sure, I'm sure like at some points that, um, and when the game has been out long enough the game will change where I'm sure people will be actively hunting yeah. the predator as well I don't know like what stage like the game finishes is it when the predator clears kills everyone mm. or is it when the team complete their mission maybe it is like Friday the 13th in regards to you're not really trying to kill Jason you're trying to escape, escape right? Yeah. Mm. and that's the goal and if you manage to escape then the game's over so maybe it is quite a lot like that it seems like almost isn't this kind of what Fable Legends had in mind yeah to, to a degree because obviously that was like one person was going to play like the sort of super villain of the mm. Fable world right and they could bring yeah. sort of stuff onto that map yeah kind of I guess the equivalent would be is if Friday the 13th if your actual mission was to run a nice summer camp <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a nice game. Uh, what, what features do you think the Predator is going to have? Like, obviously, cloaking, yep. right? Invisibility. Uh, he's obviously going to have the shoulder cannon yeah. as yep. well. And what else will he's he have? He's got a like? laser, doesn't he? Has he got a laser or something? Yeah. He's, what about the nuke yes. on his arm? <laughs> on his arm? <laughs> a bit, he could have it. I mean, it seems quite it, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if, I mean, Arnie outruns it, so yeah. it's not that powerful. That's the thing. They're just going to be generic troops, aren't they? You're not going to be able to play as Arnie or Carl Weathers. Or, I mean, that would be amazing. They should Imagine they bring Carl back for it. Oh. He needs some work, right? You <laughs> should be able to like shoot someone's arm off, but they still keep going. They're still firing. <laughs> oh, man, is I'm Cole Weathers thinking, alive? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He, was in he died Arrested. recently. Or am I He was in Arrested mad. Development. That's the last thing I can think of him. He's cooking up a stew. Yeah, he's he's always up cooking up a stew. Should have done this Carl Weathers research for... <laughs> keep talking about Predator. Oh, yeah. I'll Google <laughs> Carl Weathers' is um, I would assume that they'd have like the Predator is a lot more mobile than the troop, whereas a troop, I don't think you're going to be able to climb into a tree. I guess as the predator, you can kind of like sprint through treetops and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, it'll be, I think it'll be fun. It appeals to me more. I like the Friday the 13th game. I don't love it as much as yeah, I he's know still alive. Does. Yeah, good. Still still alive. Alive. <laughs> I didn't, my head, he died. <laughs> I mean, he did in more oh, spoilers for Predator. He doesn't end, doesn't end well from there. I know, but um. Oh, for I've predator for everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've got uh, I've got an idea for something You've they got should an put idea. in the game. So one of my favourite things about Friday the Thirteenth was the proximity voice chat about how when you would get too close, like yeah. Jason can hear you or yeah. you could hear other people. What about if they had something similar but for Predator, but he could take your voice lines. He could like record your voice lines and then play them back to you in that little predator voice, to just like freak That'd you out. That would be great. You know, that like he does be. in the movie. That would be. Yeah, disturbing. Put, put that in the game. I want that. <laughs> are you trying to get a job on this dev team now? Well, you know, <laughs> my, my DMs are open. <laughs> I can't even get their name right. I don't think they're going to give me a job. <laughs> it's probably the wrong company. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I yeah. will play that. I'm well excited for it. Mm. Hopefully it is a, like a, like Friday 13th was eight player, I believe. Was it eight player? Yeah. Yeah. I think I read that this might, I don't know. From the trailer, it looked like a team of four, was mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Might have been more. That makes like, sense, I think. Do we know when it's out? Do they give I think a... they said 2020. Yeah. It's a wait, isn't it? Ideally, yeah. we, want, this year. we want six players because that'd be perfect for our team yeah. and then mm. we can play it together. It just makes sense. It, yeah, it just makes sense for a game, doesn't it? That concept of Predator 
they've done Alien so many times, yeah. but Predator has never really been no. explored as much. You'd, you know, you said about the like Arnie being in it and Carl mm. Weathers and stuff. Is like they will absolutely be in it. By the way, as like skins and like DLC yeah, yeah, characters. I was say, and even if like they're that. not the main sort of troops, mm. they like you'd make a load of money off it if you yeah. just sold Arnie as a skin. If you sold yeah. a Dutch skin yeah. in that game, I'd buy it immediately. What about all the memorable characters from the Predator? <laughs> Are they all going to be in it? How about Adrian Brody uh, from Predators? Oh God, yeah. That was a lot better than The Predator, let me tell <laughs> yeah. you. Jesus. Well, a Predator game is now reality. It is no longer fantasy. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII <laughs> has been... They're calling it... The, it's been kind of branded as the re-reveal of it. I think that's what we've branded it, it as. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it was though, right? I because it's it. since like beforehand, it wasn't an in-house production, right? They were I mean, yeah, because it got scrapped basically one because yeah. it was revealed in 2015. And so this is really, I think the first proper look we've had at it since this then. This is proper yeah. what looks like gameplay anyway. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's just cinematics mm-hmm. with a HUD on it is another but, deal. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what I remember rightly is that like the development of this game was scrapped. Like it, it, they got so far with it and Square just weren't happy. Yeah, yeah. So they re-basically started it from scratch and what we've got is Christ it looks good oh, it, it looks, looks so good you into it see I've never like Final Fantasy is something I've always wanted to like and I kind of should like but I've never been into them I've tried Final Fantasy 7 it's one of those I've tried for like three or four times All Right. Did you never try 9 got, did you ever play 9 I haven't played 9 no. so I personally think 9 is the best one so everyone has a favourite don't they I mean every, it's usually every person I talk to says a different thing I know someone who likes 8 I know someone who likes 12 I know someone who likes 7 I people who like 8 are mad because oh, right, I'll just leave shy. now shall I oh no, it's not how dare you <laughs> I just remember being so disappointed with 8 and just the whole emo centric yeah I was at the, I was at the perfect might want to close those DMs after saying that <laughs> yeah. hey uh, 7 and 9 are the ones for me like they're the ones that I remember playing the most as a kid mm. I, I thought 10 was okay I played a bit of 10 but, but then after that kind of lost the one me. thing that does appeal to me about those games is the turn based combat mm-hmm. and if that's the thing that's been ripped out of it then I mean but turn based combat wasn't in like 15 but it was in 7 is what I'm saying oh right and yeah, the new sorry, one yeah definitely does not look like turn-based combat. No, it looks closer to Kingdom Hearts, doesn't yeah, it, in yeah. terms of its... Uh, and, you know, I'm kind Which of... Which I, I enjoy cool Kingdom Hearts gameplay, but I don't know, I always enjoy like enjoyed Final Fantasy most when it was turn-based. Yeah, so I'm like a super fan of like turn-based combat you know like i love mm. like the divinity games which are all turn-based yeah. i love like i'm actually playing through steam world heist at the moment which is a turn-based kind of western i guess mm-hmm. that is but um and so i have real fun especially the because final fantasy has always had a different form of turn-based yeah. for every game they've done and seven is the atb gauge yeah, system right, yeah. and which is kind of like rather than it taking turns you have a gauge that fills up and then when it gets it it is your turn to to take and a turn they, and then the queue behind yeah that. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and so kind of like there's a massive part of nostalgia that i have for that that is going to miss that but i also think like if you're going to remake a final fantasy game for the modern day yes you're making it on the basis that you know that like there are going to be thousands of people that buy on nostalgia we've also got to make a game that is going to appeal to people today and i think turn-based is still kind of a niche um it's a very sort of pc niche as well Mm, um but I think like a big Final Fantasy game needs to be an action game in yeah. that description. And I'm sort of I don't want to just play Final Fantasy VII again. I exactly. can do that. I've got it. I must have it on about five different consoles. I've now. bought it a lot of times, even on phone. Yeah. I had it on PSP Go for a long time. I remember <laughs> playing on that a lot. I um 
I agree with you completely. I think uh, this reminds me very much of the Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm-hmm. As in, like, you could say, oh, well, I, what's Resident Evil 2 about? It's tank controls. Well, you know, we saw what it was. They yeah. changed it. They modernized it. It was different. It was amazing. But it was brilliant. So, And I'm very hopeful that Final Fantasy VII, and from the look of what little we saw of it, I think it looks really appealing to me. And I'm very interested to see how they've changed a lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's still no indication of when we will actually see oh, God, no. What, if this is out on PS4, I'd be very, very, very surprised. I, do you honestly think it's not going to be on PS4? I don't I know. I think it will be. Really? I do you could think easily it's see along? it. I could easily see it being on PS4 when the PS5 is already out because it's such a massive install base. Like, why would they abandon that? Yeah. I guess in the same way, in terms of Japanese development, obviously Persona 5 mm. came out on PlayStation 3 as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it might be that the other thing is is obviously this game is going to be released in uh, it, episodic form is probably not quite is the right term for it. so like, there was a news story today I saw over on RPG site that said that on the Japanese website for Final Fantasy 7 is still listed that's mad as it's going to be so let's say it comes out in three components that's three games yeah. no way all three of those coming out on PS4 surely. well see that's the thingy but it's a case of like, I guess you just if you get to two and you've already released one on PS4 yeah like I guess you'd just do a bundle wouldn't you with one and two in for five I think everything we've been told about PS5 lends it to they could easily make it for both yeah it doesn't yeah. seem like it would be much mm-hmm. of a problem you just and have I, longer load times yeah. and lower sort of res I imagine that's probably the case because like there's nearly a hundred million users yeah. of PS4 and they've been working on this for so long now well it's been in discussion for so long I think it would be a bit disappointing if it didn't appear on the PS4 yeah as well I think they said there'd be more details in June, which E3, means right? E3. That's yeah. Square's conference, I'd imagine. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, probably, yeah, probably yeah. of all the places you'd probably <laughs> not gonna be expect Sony's, it to be. Like, right? <laughs> <'Cause> Sony's <laughs> not there this year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be yeah, a while. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I and it will be know. a while. It's not coming out before Predator. I can't believe that. <laughs> I don't know. You never Do you know. What, are you, are you, you thinking what, they're just going to drop it? I'm just. That would be incredible. I'm just a constant optimist with that. Ever since the Dreamcast, I've always been like, I'm not sorry, the Dreamcast, Sega Saturn where they just sort of dropped it and said it's available now I always have that in my back of my head like, do you think maybe you'll it'll play be available. Final Fantasy 7 remake before Death Stranding that's a good question you won't, you won't. I think I think Death Stranding is going to come before yeah but I want Final Fantasy 7 to come it would be mad if at this E3 but Sony don't have an E3 conference no see that's the thing so uh, they've got to say when that game's coming they're, they're going to be doing another state of play soon though, sure they'll do a and I you think, think they'll do a more sizable one around E3. Yeah, yeah, so I I think that like I know that they've scrapped E3 off, but like they're not going to let that month go without launching news. Yes. No, okay, so and it, you know in the way that I know that Nintendo, even when they stopped having their stage show, they still were present at E3. Yeah, I don't know. I get the impression that that's not. They don't even have a booth this year, do they, Sony? But I still think they will. It's not a problem to put out a live stream. Yeah. It will not cost them a no. lot of money and also they can wait a few days till the news has died down and yeah. then they get just yeah. get full yeah. like here's when Death Strand's coming out here's when Last of Us is coming yeah. out yeah well anyway those are games that yeah. are probably miles away <laughs> one that you can play right now oh. is a new early access Steam game is that, it early access? yeah it's uh, I think half a million people last weekend downloaded it and played it that's a that's a lot it's called Maud Whore. <laughs> Which is a great name. I keep getting to say Maud Howe. So do I. I keep keep just saying Mordor. (laughs) That's completely wrong. It's not a Lord of the Rings game. It is spelled M O R D H A U. If you haven't heard of it, it's. I never played a game called Chivalry, but I've been told by about a thousand people now that it's basically just 
that. Okay. It Which, looks like chivalry, like, amped up, though. Yeah. It's a medieval action game that's quite... It's very realistic. It's like two swords hitting you're done. It's very complex from so the short time I've played. <laughs> yeah, I suppose in the way you. It's a realistic. It's well, it's aiming to be realistic. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's set, it's it's set in the real world rather than yeah. you know. It's not like a no Game of Thrones style yeah, fantasy. Yeah. No. It's all about yeah, parrying, hitting. I suppose yeah. You know, it's what a stupid thing to say. So so is it most action games, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and in it, you can... So me and Joe played it for about an hour earlier this week. Yeah. And released a fun little video, if you want to check that out. Yeah. It's uh, the best title for a video we'll ever do. It's called Mordor, colon, The Birth of Quivering Beef Boy. <laughs> Need I say any more? You'll yeah, find I mean, out why. There's a clickable headline if I've ever seen it. Well, no, but tell that to the very few people that watched it. <laughs> more people should. Um, <laughs> and in it, there is an extensive tutorial, which is hilarious because it has... <laughs> The instructor in your who's teaching you how to fight has the most bizarre accent in a game I've ever heard. It weaves in and out. It sounds like a Canadian trying to do a Welsh Geordie accent. I'm not really sure what There's it also is. also bits where I thought he was Cockney, then I thought he was Bristolian at one point. It's I was like, I don't know what accent it's like this is. recorded a different voice actor for every line. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. But it's worth watching. It's worth playing that game just to play the tutorial because it... You will get as much comedy in that as you will in most yeah. comedy films. My favourite bit in the tutorial is when he sent one of his mates to zigzag across the field so you could test your bow and arrow skills. Yeah, hands. And then, and then when you nailed him, he turns around and just gives you a thumb up from the distance. Yeah. So yeah, it's when I say it's aiming for realism, it is, but I hope it's a tongue-in-cheek game at the same time because it's mental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the funniest games I've played in a long time. And it... It is janky. You can tell it's oh, yeah. early access and it is funny and it needs a lot of work, yeah. but it is at the same time still very fun. So it's a multiplayer game, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can, there's different modes you can play. I've tried two of the three. There's Frontline, which is kind of a Battlefield, Battlefront-esque okay. mode. So you have spawn points, you're just trying to take points on a map. It reminds me of Galactic Assault from Battlefront 2. Right. But it's swords, not lightsabers. And... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, I think it's, I want to say it's 64 or 46 aside. It's quite a big amount of people. 64 players aside? It might be 46 aside. Oh, it's, God, it's a lot of people on the map. A lot. And do you know what? It doesn't run terribly. <laughs> I was going to say, a, how does it load? <laughs> yeah, it does all right. And there's also a battle royale mode because every game has but, a battle royale mode But wasn't mode the now. battle royale mode, isn't there only 20 people? No. So I think it's up to uh I should have uh, more only, than that we, so I've only my only familiarity is games watching your videos so yeah yeah did you did you set it it's to more than 20 people? no I think just in our server I think it does that thing of it doesn't necessarily wait to fill up a whole game like okay. if like 30 people are ready to play it'll start it okay right. but maybe I'm wrong yeah. <laughs> but basically we didn't do very well I think in an hour we got like two kills in frontline <laughs> yeah. and one battle royale kill it looks really hard like the way it's it very hard the fact that to do a downward swipe with the sword you have oh, to sort it's of so intricate like point the mouse up and then bring the mouse so down it's not just like it. it's not just click to swing your sword that is a basic attack but then like depending on where in relation your cursor is to the person you're fighting it would do a different type of sword attack yeah. that's then you can parry you can also scroll the wheel up for a stab you can start a slice attack and if you 
spin the um yeah what's the mouse wheel mouse yeah, wheel, mouse wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you spin that just in time before the attack completes it will morph into a stab attack to oh try my. and fool the other person <laughs> right. it is That's like we were getting destroyed by everyone we were playing just because they were reading our attacks and we were just blindly swinging our sword <laughs> so there's a certain amount of to, of it like for honors combat mm. system then, i suppose yeah. in that reading of what they're trying yeah. to do and in a very yeah basic way it's kind of sekiro in that you mm -hmm. have to learn what attacks you're seeing from different weapons and i actually found the most effective way was just grab an arrow and yeah. stand 20 <laughs> meters away from people and hope but yeah it is i would recommend it if you're in for a bit of a laugh i'm I see. I started off not liking battle royale games at all. Like PUBG, Fortnite didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. But then Apex came along, and I'm in such an Apex mood You're at the big moment. Into it. Yeah. yeah. And now this one's come along. I can't see myself playing it anywhere near as much. It's PC only at the moment yeah. as well. And yeah, it's just it's good fun, but I don't know how much more they can do to it. The but voice <laughs> acting is incredible oh, across the board. Like I. You should absolutely put a clip of some of the lines in this podcast, by the way. Sorry oh, to give I'll you put, work. I'll put some of the instructor in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a, here's a selection of the voice instructor. The voice instructor? <laughs> the voice actor of the instructor. Single attacks are good, but you often want to follow up with a combo. To do this, perform a new attack before you are finished with your current attack. Show me a combo hit on that dummy. He is mental. <laughs> but yeah, that is Mordor. I believe that's how you say it. And I think it comes from the fact that... So this game's one little point is why it's called Mordor is that the Mordor grip is a different way of holding a weapon. So okay. with the sword, I think you literally just turn it round and use the butt end of the sword. That's a Mordor grip. Oh. Right. And they've based their whole game around <laughs> that. <laughs> Does it seem like you're using a lot of that? No. Right. So much. Why would you use the blunt end of a sword? Tell yes, me if you're looking question. for a non-lethal approach to yeah. medieval warfare. Yeah, it sounds like you're flying a bit too close to the sun, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> there is a new game called Close to the Sun, though. Yes, which I oh, believe. God take it, <laughs> I could see uh, the cogs in your mind going there when you were saying that. That, was, that one was very forced. <laughs> um, Matt, you've played this game, I Close have, to yes. the Sun. It intrigues me quite a bit because it looks like kind of a serener version of Bioshock. Yes, it is. So it is effectively, as I describe it, it is Firewatch in Rapture. Mm. So it's, it's it's effectively, it's. I think to say, you know how Firewatch gets almost derogatorily put as a walking sim, you know, in inverted commas. It's not, it's not really that, like, level of having no interaction with the world right. at all. It is a... And I hesitate to call it a puzzle game because it's more like you're just doing stuff with the environment. So okay. there's a certain amount of interaction. But yeah, it's basically about a uh, you play a journalist who comes to a ship that's out on the Pacific. and uh, No, the Atlantic, sorry. And uh, it's basically built by Nikolai Tesla. Okay. And he, it's Ooh. in a world where basically he's... Is this a prestige spin-off game? <laughs> well, you know, there's the no... Bowie skin. No, no Bowie in sight. God, imagine if you could have just bought Bowie back for just one final performance. Like, no, we don't want you to do Ziggy. We want you to be a voice actor. Um, so you're on the ship and it's kind of set in a world where like he's kind of outdone Edison. Um, okay. But there's almost like a Willy Wonka sort of element. You know how Willy Wonka is just terrified of spies coming into the factory? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you get on this ship, it's like it's clear that he's terrified of Edison and spies getting on board okay. and learning all of his stuff because he's gone past kind of electricity he's now into the idea of like death rays and 
you know, kind of like changing the world by preventing war okay. by it's effectively like the nuclear solution, but like because it's set further back in time because it's like 1898, I think. Okay. Like everybody's terrified of like what Tesla could do. Um, and you've gone there as this journalist looking for your sister, who's one of his scientists. Um, but the ship is completely abandoned. And that's where like all the Bioshock comes because obviously it, this ship being of that era is very art deco yes. looking it's, it's got all of those beautiful kind of gilded sort of like wall panels and okay. all that font style and that poster style and stuff I'm like that i'm envisioning the like ship set section from the crystal maze that area <laughs> <laughs> it's what i just want that yeah. really so it's not so it's not it's, it's still a ship yeah yeah on the ocean it's not rapture it's not no a city no at the no, of the ocean. no okay. but the way that that ship is because this ship is massive it is practically a city-sized ship oh right okay, uh, okay. and so you have several is, lower levels where you're underwater as well um, like below sea you, level we go below decks yeah, yeah which yeah. is where all the so engine there, sections there is are science fiction elements it's oh not, yeah okay, yeah it's absolutely cool. it's definitely a sci-fi to the degree that kind of like one of the key sort of discoveries is to do with time Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, so yeah, there's it's it's a really good story-led uh, element, and obviously, when you get onto the ship, your sister starts talking to you through the radio, which is where the both okay. Bioshock yeah. and um, Firewatch elements come into it. Sure. So they're the people that lead you through, and obviously, sometimes Tesla comes on over the PA system. And is like, what the hell are you doing on my ship? Nobody asked you here, but the ship is covered in corpses, and you know, there's the writing right. on the wall. So all of these Bioshock oh, okay, elements right. there. There's no combat or no there are sections where people chase you so there is from what i could gather i'm fairly sure that honestly jack the ripper is on this ship there are various <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are various historical people on it and there are people that you'd expect like einstein yeah okay. but then there are people that i didn't expect which is jack the ripper and in the sort of like the chase sequences he can chase you down so there's death sticks so. yeah yeah so those bits are the the worst bits of it effectively because it's not it's a game that's designed to walk around and look and investigate and read and use kind of like switches and stuff like mm -hmm. that to work your way through the environment. It's not a game really designed to be chased through a sort of like subway system sure, yeah. by a man with a knife. And when he gets you, like they go real over the top. It's almost like they've not had a chance to put any violence in the game. So the moment you get caught by like this guy with a knife. It's usually like rip your eyeballs out or well, something. It's not quite rip your eyeballs <laughs> out, but there's a good like seven or eight stabs before it goes to oh black. It's <laughs> real grim. Wow. Um, but yeah, like it, it tells like a really compelling story and it's not nice to play like i do like things like gone home um but they yeah. tell their story it feels a lot more passive in those because mm. you're reading notes and stuff like this this is you're actually part of the story that's going on things yeah. are happening around you even though you don't get to pull a gun out and shoot anyone mm -hmm. so yeah it is it's one of those like really strong you know that it's got faults with it and you know that it could have you know perhaps had a few more of its own ideas because if there's definitely a lot lifted from bioshock yeah but it's one of those just real solid 7 out of 10s that you just genuinely had a great time Does with. Does it hit home? Because those games always fail to me. If if the ending is not worth... Like with know you a you know, walking simulator sort of mm -hmm. game, the story is pretty much everything. Yeah. If it doesn't hold up towards the end, then so you the can be caught for a boring story, which is how I personally felt about Firewatch. Same. Right, I wasn't okay. a big Firewatch fan, but yeah. I finished it to the end just to see yeah. what the conclusion was, yeah. and I felt disappointed. I think it's definitely, as with that, the journey is the more interesting part than the destination right okay um and it kind of it's, it's got a fairly abrupt sort of finish it's just like okay got got there done that i've done what i needed to do and now i'm gone how um, long are we okay. talking oh it's like four or five hours oh, okay it's it it's quite nice because it is a very long film rather than being like 
I think when they go for the TV series sort of length with these things where you're like 10 hours into a yeah. game where you're still just entirely revolving around story. Yeah. It's a bit too much, yeah. but this hits. I did it in a weekend. Nice, perfectly sweet. Is it uh, on Steam? I assume it's on Epic Game Store. Oh, okay. Um, and I think it's got a console release oh, as well. Okay, I'm I might had it in my head. Then. It's on PlayStation. Yeah, but yeah. Check Sounds it good out. though. I do want to check that out. Yeah, I'm into it. Maybe I'll do it at the weekend. Uh, a couple of trailers have dropped this week. Yeah. First of all, we've got it chapter two. I mean, that was. Freaky as shit. A, yeah, but it wasn't well, it was it was a, a weird scene trailer. With, it was a scene I with really a montage liked on the it, end. Though. Yeah. Because yeah. it gave me a sense of the film and it had... It made me comfortable... Well, it made me uncomfortable, but it made me comfortable knowing that it felt like the first yes, film still. Absolutely. And like, it felt like the same people doing it, but just with some famous faces in it, which absolutely. did feel a bit weird just seeing James McAvoy in it. But I'm still very much excited for this film. I thought... Um, <clears throat> It says a lot where the, like the scariest bit in, in the entire trailer was just when that old woman was just staring That's what at I was her. thinking. Mm-hmm. It's just but so it had unsettling. That moments of because I really enjoyed chapter one, and it had mm. that moment of when something like that happens, it had you on the edge of your seat because it's either you know either something scary like a jump scare is going to happen or something funny will happen, and you're kind of half yeah, yeah. waiting to laugh you're second guessing yourself yeah you're like is this going to be funny or is this going to be <laughs> horrifying what's about to happen well did you see all the things that are happening in the background yeah like, seems, some of those when you look at them with hindsight they are quite funny actually just seeing yeah. them scuttling yeah. around and peeking and then yeah. like, the second time i watched the first one i found it a lot funnier yeah i know what you mean yeah but i'm really excited for this as it's very unsettling and just from the just the quick flashes we got towards the end i'm, I'm that music this. that comes on when mm-hmm. um yeah. he just comes out and says hello is very good yeah oh it was good it was good no hints of the more cosmic horror stuff that uh there was them doing the uh in a circle praying the, the mm. what is it called the ritual of thud or something yeah. like that i'm not sure i'm not mm-hmm. i've not read the books i didn't see any space turtles um, is all i'm saying no we didn't but <laughs> i imagine there is more cosmic elements yeah. to this one if it's leaning into the books although uh, on our rewind theater what our us team did they pointed out that there's this whole, it seems to be this whole fairground section that isn't in the books at all. Yeah. So it seems like they've taken like creative license with it and adapting the story to make it work for mm. them. I believe that's out in September. I think it's, it's not early, far now, isn't it? Is it? Well, maybe it maybe. No, I mean, it's certainly leading into Halloween sounds around, probably yeah. Like, yeah. like it's going to be. But yeah, basically, just wanted to say, check out that trailer if you haven't seen it. It's banging. Well, and watch chapter one if you haven't seen that. Yeah. Because it is it is a horror film in as much as there are scary bits but it's more just it's just entertaining it's really good like I've seen it a couple of times already and I'm thinking I'm going to watch it again before mm-hmm. we get to see mm-hmm. the third one but. I think it kind of makes sense that it's been made now in kind of like the Stranger Things generation of sort yeah. of thing because like, I know yeah. that like Finn Wolfhart literally is in that film yeah. but I, I really like that we're bringing back kind of like those it's almost like an Amblin style movie but with mm. all the scares sort of ramped up and yeah. stuff like that it's, yeah. it's exactly my kind of thing absolutely mm. yeah good do you know what else has been kind of adapting well it looks like it's heavily taken license of its source material is Watchmen oh the right yeah trailer for the new HBO that. series yeah which come in later this year as well mm. I like Watchmen is I'm not a massive comic book reader or graphic novel reader but Watchmen is definitely one of those that I love yeah and I really enjoyed the Sat Schneider film as well mm-hmm. I genuinely I Say saw that like twice again Sat Schneider Schnack Schneider but no I remember seeing that a couple of times at the cinema underage as well Ooh. Ooh, oh, snuck in. Oh, rebel I know um, <laughs> but yeah I'm 
really i love the tone of that trailer oh gosh yeah really and it so looks I'd, dark i didn't realize that after watching the trailer and just reading up about it that it's damon lindelof as well mm-hmm. it's damon mm-hmm. ryan oh yeah, that'll get you involved obviously if lindelof <laughs> is around then i'm big into it and i'm with that with i really enjoyed like watch the movie as well and i read the graphic novel as well yeah. and i enjoyed that so it seems like it's a sequel set in modern day with well, maybe it's weird isn't it yeah, it's yeah, hard to tell what's going on because I mean, my initial impressions were that maybe it is a sequel and that Rorschach is now this he's like hero idol, he's like figure. Or yeah. idolized. And yeah. he just has... Fo- it almost reminded me, remind me a lot in tone of the new Joker trailer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, the um, description on the YouTube uh, trailer says that it is a modern-day reimagining. And see, that's the thing that got me. Like, we've got some stuff up on our site where, mm. you know, some of our guys have decided... I think that they believe that it really is a sequel. And yeah. there's loads of stuff in that to suggest that it is absolutely. because it looks like Irons is basically playing an older Ozymandias. Yeah, because yeah, I can read, you didn't see any, there was no comedian from what I could no, tell. No, no. And I, but that, it being a reimagining is the thing that, that strikes out to me is like, may, maybe it's not a sequel. And the other thing is, is like, I know that like the Watchmen film was obviously watched by loads of people and mm. that comic is one of the most widely read sort of pieces of, you know, non-traditional literature ever written, basically. But, like, can you expect, like, everybody to know what the story of Watchmen is before going in? Because surely that story is massively important if you're no, going to do a it sequel. It has to be a set. Like, surely they'll add context. Or... I mean, maybe they'll do, uh, they'll play Bob Dylan's The Times Are Changing <laughs> and then put Just a whole do a, montage sequence yeah, at the start. I have been doing that. But the thing yeah. that would be interesting for me is, like, if it is just taking the idea of, you know, human vigilantes... Yeah. the idea of the dooms clock, doomsday clock ticking down, yeah. which obviously for modern days to do with kind of socio-political issues more so than it is nuclear warfare, yeah. um, and just coming up with its own version of the Watchmen story. And I, I'm kind of more into that than I the idea of a sequel. And I love the idea of a doomsday clock because it means hopefully they have an end in mind of the series yeah. before they start. Yeah. Like HBO shows like, genuinely are great, but sometimes they can go on one or two seasons a bit long. Maybe, and yeah. hopefully they have an end in mind with this. Yeah. Like, it's Lindelof, mate. He'll, he'll absolutely nail the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hinting towards Lost of it, although that wasn't HBO. Um, so maybe, maybe it is like an actual reimagining. Maybe like Rorschach isn't a singular character in this. Maybe he's like an activist group or something, yeah, see, and I, that's just their representation. That's mm. what I'd love because I, 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 I mean, I must have read the graphic novel like seven times now, and probably watched the film that many times as mm. well. Like, I know that story inside out. I'd really like to see what someone would say sort of like I really get what Alan Moore was going for but in the same way that kind of like how the Wachowskis retooled V for Vendetta yeah. so it wasn't a Thatcher story it was a George Bush kind of story yeah. I, I want to know what Watchmen is for the modern day yeah. and kind of that doesn't have to be a sequel that yeah. could just be you know that mask is so iconic that Rorschach wears why not find a new way to implement what Rorschach could be and I love that idea of Rorschach being a team rather than well it's like it's the anonymous isn't it it's it's, it's their version of that Mm -hmm. I think that could be a really good way of doing it it's completely opposite of what the film was because although I really enjoy the film it is shot for shot they use the book as a storyboard yes except for the last scene apart from yeah (laughs) when they change the ending but I still I like it I like both endings, but uh, do we know if Alan Moore gonna... is involved in this? Oh, he TV won't be sure. No, he doesn't like anything, no, does he? No. He doesn't like. He doesn't like doing anything. He just <laughs> shut up at home, praising his snake god. <laughs> and why wouldn't you? Many reasons. <laughs> uh, no segue. Can't think of one. 
Uh, here's the endless search. Inside, it's a UK RGN crew. Yeah, 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 and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? So, last week there was a game called The Endless Starch. Yeah, it's a banger, I thought. I thought it was a brilliant game concept, but I've been told, especially by Dale, I think <laughs> it's the first thing he told me this Monday when I came in. I love that game but you're not allowed to play it. No, I think you should be the host of it. It's obvious that it is your game. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what I've done this week. Oh, what? But with a little <laughs> twist, no films this week. We're doing The Endless Starch, but with video games. Nice. So if you weren't, if you didn't listen last week or can't remember, The Endless Starch was a game concept where I will... I've chosen a video game. So let's say this one isn't one. Say I've done Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Call, Call of Duty. Call, Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. And I change one letter. So let's say I've gone Ball for of Ball G. of Duty. Yes. And I'll give a cryptic clue like a group of soldiers play play soccer for a bit. <laughs> and I don't know if you'd work that out, but that was uh, one I've made on the fly. The other ones I have actually written properly and taken time cool. with. But I think there's some good answers, good answers, some good questions even. I'm hoping for good answers, guys. I'm very excited about this. Uh, what, so is there a link or a theme? There's or? no link or theme because <clears throat> I just went for good questions rather than trying and to force them you got a clue system like last week did. Uh, no, but I don't think they're too hard. <laughs> what? Maybe, so I'll, maybe I'll just... come up. Maybe I'll come up with clues on the fly if you don't get them. So the clues were like things like this person's in this actor yeah, in the film. Oh, I can that, do right? that then. Okay. But I've got seven video games here. And okay. Yeah, whoever thinks they can get it, call in. Why I'll seven? Is good. that just how many you can I think of? I feel like, yeah, well, I chose an odd number because then someone should win. There's yeah. no tie unless both of you don't get one, which, oh, God, God forbid <laughs> that happens. But yeah, here okay, we go. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's right. start. The first clue for the first game is a science experiment at a lab goes wrong, resulting in a man's spouse being cut into two. A man's spouse, a husband. Okay, and, uh, so it's a video game with one letter changed. That's what we're looking Can you for. you read the clue again? A science, ex- a science experiment at a lab goes wrong, resulting in a man's spouse being cut into two. Some of these are a little cryptic. They might be a clue to the game with mm. then a clue of the what word has been changed in there. So a man's spouse is a husband, I assume. Uh, cut into. Let me know if... if, if if both of you are struggling I am completely struggling no idea Uh, let me think of a clue then Uh, it is a game which has a long awaited sequel so I think is the game Portal 2 it's not no No. but I'll give you an extra clue that's the right studio (laughs) (laughs) okay Half-Wife 2 Sorry, Half-Life no, 3. That's it. There yes. we go. It's yeah. Half-Life. Yeah. There we go. A science experiment at a lab goes wrong, oh, a resulting in a man's spouse. spouse being cut into two. I thought you said man's spouse. Man, not a man's like, spouse. So I was a man's spouse. But a man's spouse. Why would uh, I describe a, a husband as a man's spouse? Because I thought you were saying it's a spouse <laughs> who's a man. That's Just what I thought you were saying. my microphone. Oh. <laughs> I you said it's a spouse who's a man. I thought that all completely. A man's spouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's one nil to Matt. Let me just make a tally. Got one after nice. I was so dreadful last week. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Right. There's a lot of pressure yeah. in this game. You have to. There's layers of thinking know, here. Right? <laughs> okay, number two. Arya Stark sets out to avenge her murdered father. That one's a bit easier, I think. Arya Stark. Um, Arya Stark. 
Fuck. I keep thinking of films. It's not a film. It's a game. It's a game. It's a video game. Um, Arya Stark sets out to avenge her murdered father. I can't even think what the game would be, let alone what the pun is. Or really? what the letter changes. Do you need a clue? Oh, I didn't yeah. think these were this. <laughs> we don't think about you, Simon. <laughs> we can't see into the void. Um, this game had a sequel come out last year. <sighs> Fucking hell. Ned um, Dead Revolver. Oh, oh, it's Ned Dead Redemption. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Two to Matt. I, don't, I so knew it was Arya Stark. Stark just threw <laughs> yeah. me off. I was just thinking. Sets out to avenge her murdered father. It makes sense. Ned. Come on, guys. Ned Dead Redemption. Yeah. Oh. Here's, it works. It works. Here's a bit of an odd one. I thought the first two would be simpler. <laughs> a game where you play as a man battling to reignite all of Britain's overhead road lamps. <laughs> That is maybe the most obscure clue I've done, and I hope it makes sense. All I can think of now is Lin-Manuel Miranda in Mary Poppins. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again, say it again. A game where you play as a man battling to reignite all of Britain's overhead road lamps. There's a lot of misdirection in that. I have no Focus on overhead road lamps. Street Fighter, something. Uh, street Lighter. It's Street go. Lighter. <laughs> a game where you play as a man battling to reignite all of Britain's overhead road lamps. I couldn't say street lamps, so I was just trying to... <laughs> no one calls them road lamps. I was, I was like, I was, what are you trying to say? What Think of the words... That, well, here's a good clue. Think of the words I'm deliberately not trying yeah, to use. All the weird words I use. So that was Street Lighter, which <laughs> makes sense when you know what it is. It's one today, or it's 2-1. Ooh, isn't it exciting? Could be <laughs> just silence. <laughs> Here we go. A point and click game about trying to get hold of a Spanish dance. Grim Fandang. Ah, oh, Grim. Oh, what? Fuck. I'm say the clue again. A point and click game about trying to get hold of a Spanish dance. Grip Fandango. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> you did the hard work, though. I gave it away. Uh, oh, it's 3-1 to Matt. Didn't need a clue on that one. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself for the clue. <laughs> Right, number five. Someone is surprised when they lose out on an auction for an underwater city. So someone is surprised when they lose out on an auction for an underwater city. I mean, no, no, what the game is. I'm just trying to think of what this person's trying to win an auction for an underwater city, and they just no, someone else wins it. They don't have enough. Yeah. Oh, I know what the game yeah. is. <laughs> someone, someone is surprised when they lose out on an auction. Boo shock? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you both there. I can't really give you clues because you've, you've got the game. <laughs> no, wait, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> That's two letters. It's still one letter change. It's just swapped when, around a little bit. When they lose out on an auction for an underwater city. I'm just saying all variations of the word. Um, an auction. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, buy shock is all I can think of. And what do you do at an auction? <laughs> oh, no, bid, bid shock. Bid, uh, no, right, no, no. There we go. Uh, oh, I don't know. God, I think yeah. that's uh, that was a tie. You both said it pretty much at the same time. So you can both have bid half a point. Hey. <laughs> so at the moment it's three and a half to Matt, one and a half to Dale. So Dale needs the last two oh, yeah, to seven, draw. Isn't it? I forgot it was seven. To draw. Mm. Uh, if it's a draw, I don't know what happens. Um, we <laughs> all, probably we, we all, I win. <laughs> I win. 
Okay. A stealth action game where you try to infiltrate a hard steel piece of fruit. Oh, God. A stealth action game where you try to infiltrate a hard... Metal pear solid? It is a metal pear solid. (laughs) A hard steel piece of fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Siphon apple. I was was there. I was like, it's not Metal Gear, so what else is it? It's got steel in it. I know, right? I should have thought that. That's four and a half to Matt, one and a half to that. Must mean Matt is our winner, but there is still one more. There's still pride. It's a good game, though. It's one more. The actions of a fish have huge consequences for the fate of the galaxy. fish. <laughs> this is a game um, you'd play. I mean, just by the sounds of it. The actions of a fish have huge consequences for the fate of the galaxy. Oh, my God. Um, Bass Effect. It is Bass oh, Effect. That's good. That's very He's done good. It. See, you, can, you are good at this game, Matt. Don't put yourself yeah. down. It's it's you are, you're not competing against Cardi this Maybe, week. Maybe, yeah. You have got the force for this game. The force? <laughs> no, that was uh, the Endless Starch video game version. Uh, thank you. A few people have sent in suggestions to this game, which is welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was fun to write, but we probably will use some of those at some point because it is a good game. It is and a really good game, yeah. We probably, you know, there's a certain previous quiz host who did use user suggestions all the time uh, but he's long gone (laughs) maybe maybe we'll do it Mm. but now let's have some feedback yeah I will preface this feedback by saying if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame this is all feedback about our Endgame spoiler cast so effectively the rest of this podcast is is spoilers so what we're doing here is get a timer on your Uh, phone what should we say five minutes ten minutes Five minutes. Let's do Game of Thrones spoilers first. Okay. Because we can time that. Feedback is hard at a time. This right. is a mess, and I apologize now. <laughs> Ready? For five so, minutes. So, five minutes from now. Turn off now if you haven't seen Game of Thrones episode four. Okay. What do you think of Game of Thrones, Dale? I thought it was good. I thought it was... It started... The, the opening scene was brilliant and I really enjoyed even though it was ridiculous the ending scene I thought in the middle it was very fast moving and a bit messy um, I thought the dragon being killed out of nowhere was a bit weird really I see that's the moment my favourite moment of the episode I think because they were I because at that point they were having the music rise up and I yeah. was like oh what another nice little dragon <laughs> bit and then Dish flipped it on me and I was like I did not I see mean, that coming the thing I don't then. like about it is the fact that Daenerys is up in the sky and dragon. How did she not see a fleet just over yeah. there? See, yeah. this is the thing. Like, you know how there was a lot of people that were complaining about the tactics for the Battle of Winterfell. That kind of didn't bother me no, so much because yeah. it worked as this nice big climactic battle. Yeah. In this scene, I found it was like, well, why the hell aren't you just flying? Like, there's a bunch of burnable ships over there. They can't reload those ballistas yeah. that fast. There was and just a keep lot moving of, around. Move, yeah. move, that fire, scene in move particular fire. had <laughs> a <laughs> lot of nonsensical decisions. Like, why would you sink? Why would you're on? sink their fleet see them all struggling and then just nick Missandei and yeah. go to go and finish them off you could the end tran- this war yeah. Daenerys is on that beach Tyrion's there yeah. and like, on the other on the flip side of that at the end why did um, why did Cersei not just order them all to be look there they are there there is Tyrion there's not that many of them there is Daenerys <laughs> there's the dragon fire just fire immediately yeah. and we can end all this right now it's it's just this this idea that they, they you know they have to talk these things out yeah. first. I get it works for television, but 
the reality. Yeah. I, did, I did still enjoy the video, uh, the video, the episode, but is feeling a little. I am worried that they are going to have to rush this so much. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's feeling a little bit messy, and it's still the pieces still don't feel like they've clipped together yet. Yeah, and I know there's still what we've got three hours of it left, which yeah. is a long film. Yeah, but there's a lot to resolve right I mean I, f- I felt like we saw the last of a lot of characters in the last episode I felt like we saw the last of Tormund mm-hmm. and any wildlings and, and Ghost I think we're done with that people are very angry of that I Ghost is gone I personally didn't really care <laughs> I think we saw the last of like Gendry for example mm-hmm. I think he's done now mm-hmm. uh, anyone who stayed in uh in Winterfell, except for maybe Brienne. Yeah, think, I yeah. don't think we've seen the end of Brienne. No, absolutely not. I mean, my prediction is that Jamie's actually going down to kill Cersei. Like, we've been led to believe as an audience that he can't break the habit of her, and I believe that's true, but he realises that to do mm. that, she mm. has to be gone once and for all so he can live his life. And right. I think they're going to be reunited. If I was doing this, I'd have Jamie die in the battle, then Arya steal his face. That would and be then good. kill Ooh, Cersei. Yeah, so Jamie. you get the sort of you you almost yeah, get the so she thinks she's been killed by yeah. Jamie. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think Arya still gets it. If you look at what Jamie was from the very first character, and we've seen him like he is the one true character who's like completely changed from the start to finish of like he's followed this journey. Right, he's mm-hmm. become probably the most hateable guy in the first episode. He's like the most yeah. horrible guy to like one of the most beloved. Yeah. And I can't see them doing like isn't in wrestling like, terms a heel turn on him. Isn't it just end. a poetic justice as well that he? was first referred to as Kingslayer and he could end as Queenslayer. Exactly. Right? And also yeah. it's like, I can remember people, because this theory that he would kill Cersei has been around the for ages. Theory, and yeah. sort of the whole idea of Kinslayer as well, sort of like killing, you know, the closest person that he got to yeah. him. And like, I, I just want to see him stab her through the back, basically, Absolutely, so yeah. you get the, the echo of the past. That would be amazing. Um, We've only got about a minute left, so I'm going to say the opening scene with Tormund being pissed and going through oh, the full range of so emotions good. of a drunk person <laughs> was one, perhaps one of my favourite Game of Thrones scenes. Yeah. So just seeing him go from like ecstatic happiness to being a bit of a lout to getting all emotional at the end because <laughs> he's been rejected. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of, I know a lot of people like the Jamie and Brienne moment that's been coming, but I personally didn't feel it was needed I know what you mean like I thought I mean Terry Schwartz I thought they um, just could have had just a lot of respect for each other and I would have been happy well Terry said in her review of it that um, when he knighted her that was almost like their yeah, them marriage. Yeah, like mm-hmm. or even like a kissing scene or something. Yeah. It was them showing their love for each other, and like they didn't need to like physically embody that, but it was still satisfying as well. Was it? Were you felt <laughs> very oh, satisfying. Very satisfied, let me tell you. How long we got, Dale? Spoiler <laughs> chat. Uh, we've got thirty-one seconds. Ooh, what do you want to say? Thirty-one seconds to go. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Ari much. and the Hound going back on the road together. That's very good. exciting. Yeah, hopefully we they don't just... head into the battle. Yeah, but hopefully they don't just arrive there in the fleet at the start of the episode. (laughs) I want to see a little bit of their journey on the road together. Um, But I still feel like we've got Clegane Bowl coming and I think Arya is definitely heading for Cersei. Although I don't think she should kill Cersei. No, I think she's had her moment. She has. And we've got seven seconds left. Cool. Well, let's be safe and end it now. Okie dokie. And we're back in the room. And welcome back if you're, for some reason, saving Game of Thrones, for some reason, it makes perfect sense. It'd be quite a good thing to just binge in one go. But yeah, yeah. it must be so hard to avoid spoilers. And I apologise if <laughs> anything has been spoiled for you, but I have not done it. I mean, I feel like we gave ample warning. Yep. So um, now, though, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, <laughs> it's time to turn off because the rest of the podcast from now on is going to be Endgame spoilery and it's going to be people saying what they think is coming next for the MCU basically and it gives us a very brief chance now to talk about what we think of the Spider-Man trailer so here's your last warning if you want no Avengers Endgame spoilers go away (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> Spider-Man, <laughs> I think that's a very good trailer. Oh, cry, it's a cracker, isn't I, it? I couldn't believe how, like... I mean, I can understand why they put that warning at the start, because literally the first line, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, Iron Man's dead, yeah. I'm all sad. And it's... Yeah, because, like, after Endgame, I was like, oh, all I could think about is Endgame. I've still only seen it once. I think I'll go see it again in the next couple of weeks. And instantly, I'm already excited for the next one. It's mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, like, the crescendo had happened, but now I'm straight back in the room. How do you feel about the fact that they're saying now... There's this multiverse situation. I whereas in don't end- believe it. Well, it, yeah, I was going to say, because in in-game, they were pretty, like, forceful. Were like, as long as you put all these stones back, mm-hmm. nothing's going to change. I personally affect- think they won't add something that big straight away into the MCU again. Mm. I feel like, in my head, what I want is Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio to just be a charlatan. Yeah. yeah. He's seen Iron Man die. He's seen, like, a power vacuum to be a hero for this world. And he is basically trying to be that, but, but it, with bad intentions. Isn't it Nick Fury that says it's the multiverse? I've only watched yeah, it once, yeah. so I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, why would he be lying about maybe, it? Unless he's got misinformation. Maybe Mysterio's feeding information. Yeah. He's made mm-hmm. this The thing is, is like, somehow. The, the thing that the idea is, is the multiverse has come from Thanos's snap. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, so not necessarily the putting the, um, oh, the, okay, the right. stones back in time. I guess that is to do with... So what's the first snap or the second one? Um, so Thanos's snap. Okay, so, so I guess there's a difference between realities and multiverses. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I do like the idea that there is a lingering payment that we had to pay for for that. Yeah. And like, I I think it's a shame that there's nothing in Endgame that that says that kind of like to get everything back. We I know that they did have to pay a price in terms of some people yeah. dying, but I think that you you fucked the universe up by doing that. So I do like the idea of. A multiverse being there but i do think the first film of well it's the last film of this phase but effectively sort of it the first film like of the next phase again, it? it's it's it is very early to be introducing a concept that large yeah exactly mm. yeah i think we get some people's feedback have suggested i feel like i also feel it's a bit of a stretch but the x gene would be something more likely to happen to me than a mm. multiverse at this stage yeah. Mm. but yeah should we get on to feedback yeah so i've um, got feedback number one the shortest one, one i see simon well, I've, I've done a lot of talking here. <laughs> um, this one's from Corey, and he's just telling us his favourite moment from Endgame, so we went through that in our spoiler yeah. cast. And he says his favourite was kind of small, but liked when Pepper came out of the portal in her own iron suit and fought with Tony. A small but sweet scene. Yeah. So they got to fight side oh, by side. I hated that moment. Really? really? Yeah. It's a little why throwback you, to rescue. Why hate it? it? Why was she there? Like, our, like it, it's not been established. Like, imagine what happens, right? Everyone else is coming back, and they've just came out of like existence mm. and they're like this is going off we've all got to assemble we'll go together who would think to go and grab Pepper who's been alive for the last five years and go get your suit ready come she on she might have been practicing she's not though <laughs> she? how do you come know on. she's raising a kid she's not like trying out her Iron Man suit like she wore it once ever didn't they didn't well didn't earlier in the film Tony mention oh I'm ma- I've made this for your mum yeah mm-hmm. oh, I mean maybe because I think like so I'm fairly sure her the, the it's, it's Rescue which is the name of the comics book version of kind of like pepper in a yeah. suit and i guess there is the potential like i quite like the idea that the films that we see isn't everything that's going on in the marvel yeah. universe like maybe that's just a hint to the fact that pepper's had a slightly more advanced career yeah. behind mm. the scenes i don't know it just it just sort of caught me off guard because i yeah. had to remember for a second that oh yeah in iron man 3 she wore mm-hmm, yeah. a suit like i like, like that cool. moment i wouldn't necessarily want more of pepper being yeah. iron man i don't want films. films no no, no. But yeah, uh, who's gotten this piece of feedback? Uh, it's me. It's from Jay Armstrong. I uh, love the podcast. And on the Endgame spoiler cast, she wanted to hear some predictions. Here are mine, some of which I've had for a while. 
Number one, Victor Von Doom will be a survivor of the attack on so. So Sokovia I always go to Slovakia Sokovia <laughs> uh, he will build a fortress and empire from the ruins of Sokovia and call his land new land Latveria I could see that happening but at the same time I feel like in Civil War we had that kind of the aftershock of Sokovia mm, with Baron came Zemo. through yeah mm. but I still quite Maybe. like the idea of Sokovia being Maybe the MCU's kid, or, no Simo's kid died that's the whole point isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the idea of Sokovia being like because obviously in the Marvel universe there is the Eastern Europe section which is Latveria and yeah. kind of like that's where Doom and you know various other threats have come from. Like I quite like that to be established, and I guess Sokovia is something that exists within the MCU, and maybe mm. they could use that as their stand-in. I'm kind of bored about hearing about Sokovia in Avenger films sure. and Marvel films, though. I feel like they mm. had. They had the bit with Age of Ultron and then there was all the ramifications in Civil War mm-hmm. and stuff. And I feel I've like had a bad time with it. Give him a break. There's new places. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Anyway, uh, number two, Iron Man, having snapped Thanos and co, will know that it's all going... will know that it's going to kill him and as such be subconsciously thinking that the world needs protecting once he's gone. In turn, he has accidentally introduced the X-Gene. I feel that's a bit... Uh, well, I think we briefly mentioned it's a bit of a stretch for me, the X-Gene. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Stage. Is is that the sort of thing that Tony Stark would come no, up with himself no. as well? I want to put a new bit of DNA into sort Does of. Does it like, need to be something that's just invented? Can it not just be something as like in that sort of like happens because the universe is colliding together yeah, in that moment? Exactly. Yeah, potentially. I think the yeah, I, I, Doom is more likely. I feel like we're going to see Fantastic Four before X Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. I very, I just like in the original X Men, it was just there's a mutant gene. This mutant yeah. thing exists. It mm-hmm. just sort of grew naturally, you know, and uh, it wasn't something that someone created so to speak anyway uh, number three Doom will be the new recurring fan favourite villain i.e. the new Loki I feel like he's he's bigger than Loki yeah he is and I've never he's never struck me as a fun villain you can have a lot of fun with yeah there's a certain amount he's iconic but to me he's quite one dimensional have you seen the Roger Corman Fantastic Four film you can have a lot of fun (laughs) with him in that film he's hilarious in it there there have been some I've read some really good comics where there is a more human side to Doom but he's still a horrendous person Mm, and like I feel like he has to be like I really want Doom in it as a Thanos-style yeah, character. I want, yeah, yeah, I want him to have that multi-layering where you understand kind of where his ideas come from. Mm. But I want him to be the one that fucks everyone up. I, I like mm. the fact that it, the next big bad not being another random alien, but just yeah, being yeah. Yeah, a human character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see it as more of like maybe a group of people like Mysterio, Doom, like people actually, work, like villains working mm-hmm. together. A super villain team yeah. sort yeah. of thing, yeah. That would be cool. Well, about number four? Galactus will be the new big threat, which will lead to a Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer origin movie as well. Silver Surfer, in turn, will be the new Vision-like character or frequent the future Guardians movies. I've personally always found Silver Surfer, Surfer even a very dull. He's holier than thou, isn't? Because yeah. he? and he's the herald of Galactus, and so obviously he's always there for when he mm. turns up. But yeah, he is. You know, I know a lot of people find Captain America quite annoying because of like how strict to his values is. If you think that's annoying, get, <laughs> know, get on right. the surfer, man. Yeah, but Galactus to me, although he is big and I like Galactus as a character, I feel he's almost too similar to Thanos to put after. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a gap, maybe the one after. Sure, yeah, Galactus. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, I quite like what you were saying, Dale, about actually like pulling not necessarily the, the stakes back, but the scale back. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit more like 
to allow maybe the Guardians and Captain Marvel to have their own thing exactly, in their yeah, films. Yeah. But actually, what's going on on Earth is building up towards... Actually, it turns out we can't just keep looking to the skies for where our potential threats might come. They might actually Absolutely. be below us. I think... Um, like it might not be a popular opinion but I, I would like them to scale back the connections with all the films like mm-hmm. don't absolutely have connections but I want some of these films to be more individual stories yeah. as well and then maybe in 20 films time we've built to another end game style film but to do it coming in it like that day one I think yeah. it's a bit hot mm-hmm. uh, number five and the last one Disney will do whatever it takes to reclaim the Hulk rights, mainly to introduce She-Hulk as a character so that an A-Force team-up movie can be made, teased with an all-female shot in Endgame. Maybe. I mean, I'd be well into an A-Forcing because, like, you know, that shot in Endgame, even though it is kind of, like, it's a very... I guess you, to a degree, you might be able to call it tokenistic, but mm. I do like... I like that it's there, but it's not actually a representation of anything from the films. Sure. Uh, and She-Hulk is an amazing character. I think she'd do better as a TV show character if they could do it for Disney+, Plus, because she is a lawyer as well. So to have like a legal drama, it's sort of akin to how Daredevil works, but right, okay. it would be a lot more fun and jovial. So I've never read anything about She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I know the name, and I've played yeah. her in Marvel vs. Capcom, and that's about <laughs> it. Um, it, does she uh, when she turns into the Hulk does she go mad like the Hulk does no no okay. she, she knows exactly what she's doing and she's oh. super kind of intelligent and sassy so, so like kind of like what the, Hulk, like what the Hulk is now then. sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but could defend you from prosecution if you were put up for murder bang it that's what I want <laughs> perfect uh, that's it thank you Jay Armstrong right I've got this in from uh, I apologies apologies Joe if I pr- mispronounce your surname but Joe Ducaro mm. uh, so good day to you all uh, this is an idea um, he gave to a friend uh, and he thinks it could be a potential signifier of what's to come I actually think this is quite clever the clanging metal sound effect after the credits of Endgame which uh, I definitely saw Dale you walked out I walked out I'd already what? read IGN's article to see what the thing was and I was like I don't need to stick you're not staying for one clang not staying around for that I had to go back to the office um uh, it has been attributed as a reference to Tony Stark building the first Iron Man suit mm-hmm. in the cave uh, what I thought would be a wicked idea was if instead of a post-credit sequence uh, for future films coming up, over the course of the next few films, the sound gets louder and more exaggerated with each instalment, still against a dark screen. This would then crescendo with a few films into Phase 4, the sound playing over the shot of a silhouetted man at a forge, hammering what turns out to be Doctor Doom's mask, marking the villain's introduction into the MCU. Thought it would be a nice little intriguing Easter egg to keep up a sense of mystery with a reveal of one of the comic's most formidable villains. I do oh, like bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll necessarily be that, but I do like the idea of a more ongoing scene yeah. that builds out. Mm-hmm. Like post credits, they could end them with this phase, and yeah, start something new like that. It kind of reminds me of what um, I enjoyed so much with Mindhunter, the little clips of just the killer disconnected from the main story, yeah. mm-hmm. like you're just wondering who this person is what are they doing and hopefully in season two which i believe they just announced come in august so i'm very excited for that will play a big part in yeah i love mm-hmm. that idea i i for a long time wanted the the post-credit scenes to stop <laughs> so, so like, yeah. i just i just think it's very contrived now it's like encore sets for bands as well as like mm-hmm. can't we just so all agree? i i really like them but i found that like Recently, they felt like they weren't necessarily introducing anything that was going on. It was just kind of like, I think the one at the end of Infinity War is a great example of one in that it's kind of like, 
here is something bad that's happened and here is a teaser for something that's yeah. going to happen next. Yeah. But when they did like the end of Captain Marvel, like that post credits was literally just, just a scene, scene that should have been yeah. in End yeah. War that just isn't there. Uh, and so I like the idea of like it didn't really we thought that those scenes were supposed to push the Thanos storyline and they never did no kind of like when they were they were great at introducing the idea of the Infinity Stones but then they never really pushed anything forward there they they just became teasing the next film yeah yeah the idea of it being a story told at the end of each um, film in a phase it's all connected yeah so kind of like let's say if Doctor Doom was our next big villain if the if the first if, if spider-man at the end of it has someone hammering at a forge and you can't tell who they are and then whatever the next film is it carries on that scene and then like the camera pans around cool. and it is dr doom and yeah. you learn a little bit about him and all of those build together until you've almost got one you know 15 minute short that would be cool and that's like, like what that teaches idea. you into your next avengers movie yeah. or something like that Reminds, for it. reminds me randomly of uh, Breaking Bad season two, where they kept showing shots of the bear yeah, in the pool, in the and pool. it was teased that the plane crashed. Yeah, at the end it of gradually. The yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Can't wait for more Marvel. <laughs> there was a point where I was getting sick of it. Now I just want more. You just I just want more. It. Yep. Uh, hopefully, you want more of us. We want more of your feedback. If you want to send it in, it's ign underscore uk feedback at ign dot com. Send us all your feedback. We love it. Uh, and yeah. Here's some more UK Garage. I haven't thought of a song. Have you got a song in mind, Dale? No, we, pick we one get, in a bit? we're saying this every week now, aren't we? We're Stretching out, because it turns out, I don't know a lot about UK Garage. <laughs> I'm a charlatan. <laughs> I'm the Mysterio of the IGN UK podcast. Ooh, nice. uh, I'm not going to kill anyone. I may, I may do elemental attacks. You know. <laughs> but yeah, here is some Garage, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. See ya. Just another day and then I'll you tired.